Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Death at the Movies podcast. My name is Joelle Simone Anthony. I'm also known as the Grave Woman, and I am extremely excited because today I have the honor of speaking with special guest Jane Asher. Jane, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself and just tell everyone all the exciting and amazing things that you have going on for yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, I'm a big fan and I watch all your YouTube videos and I just get such a, a, a sincere generosity from you about what you're doing on the planet. So I want to thank you first and foremost for what you're doing. I think it's really important. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my name is Jane Asher. Um, I am I'm like a broadcaster. I've been in radio forever and ever and ever. So I started a podcast about, oh gosh, this show's been going for about two and a half years. And I just wanted to open up the conversation about everything regarding death, death, dying, grief, afterlife, near-death experiences, green burial, you name it anything that you want to discuss on the show, I'm happy to talk about. So I started my podcast called The Next Room. And then while I was doing that, I was in the process of writing a book. So I've written the book called The Next Room. And that really deals with afterlife and communication with souls that have gone before us. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. That is so amazing. And I have to tell you, um, I definitely can tell that you've been in radio because your voice is absolutely amazing. I remember hearing you for the first time on the call that we did because we sit on the panel for, or not the panel, I guess it is the board for the beautiful yeah. death and dying expo. And I remember hearing your voice and I'm like, who is this woman? Like she has this sultry, deep, sexy <laughs> baritone voice. It reminds me, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Luanne Deliceps. No, I'm not. Um, she's a character on the Real Housewives of New York. And oh, funny. you also remind, your voice reminds me of Roz from Frasier. Oh, I've heard that before. Yes. I've and even looking at you, you guys favor, you have that, that same funny. beautiful face. So um, Aww, thank yeah. you. I love your voice so much. And um, I had the honor of being on your podcast, Next Room Podcast, a few months ago. And we had such a great conversation about the spiritual aspect of death care. Yes. So for the viewer's sake, would you mind sharing how you got into conversations about death and dying? What motivated you to yeah. make that your thing? Yeah, um, great question. Um, I really think... I've always been curious, you know, even when I was a little girl, I was super curious about everything. And my mom was really supportive and she would feed my curiosity. And she didn't think it was odd that I would ask bizarre questions. You know, she never, I never felt diminished or, or, Hey, don't think about that, you know? And so she really inspired a lot of uh, thought beyond. Um, so my parents were super supportive and we used to have like these great conversations about, connecting with them once they moved on. Not that I wanted them to move on from this realm, but I have really good friends. And the one happens to be a pretty well-known psychic medium in okay. Santa Barbara. And so after I moved from Michigan to California, I met a lot of these interesting people that even created bigger thought and that we can move beyond what is here and now, mm -hmm. and that we can actually communicate with the other side. Um, and so I was kind of shown how to do it 
Um, and over the course of the years, just sort of started developing my own, um, my own connection just from people that I love so much. And, and so I just started talking to them and opening up and asking for guidance. Um, it can be as simple as doing eggs over easy. And my grandmother was a great cook and she always, they lived on an egg farm. And so I'll say, okay, grandma, I don't want to break the yolks. What do you got for me? And boom, boom, flip them over. They're perfect. So, you know, just asking for guidance and help. And when there's trouble, um, I just think about the people that might be able to help me. And I talk to them out loud. I mean, my husband's always coming in the house, like, who are you talking to now? And I'm like, oh, I just had a conversation with my mom, or I just talked to my dad. And what's happened through doing this is that um, I'm receiving information, you know, whether it's my own thought, people might say, oh, it's just your own thoughts. I don't think it is because it feels almost like this divine lightning bolt of message coming through. And it seems like it has a different energy depending on which one of them is helping me. So uh, it really started with, with my mom too. I mean, she, she's been gone now, well, it's been 11 years. And so shortly after she left, wild things started happening. I mean, communication was happening in different ways. She was leaving my family dimes and, and she actually manifested through her best friend's eyes um, and sent me, it, it, it's just, it's amazing. It's all in my book, but it's, it's kind of all about that. I know I might sound crazy to some people, but it really is about just opening up and receiving because we're all connected. We're just energy, right? So when we do cross over to the other side, we're still very much here. We're just in a different realm. You just can't see us and feel us and touch us, but the energy is still available. So. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. And I can totally relate to what you're saying because I call it my grave woman tingle. Um, yes. There you go. I love that my ex actually named it. And I've heard a lot of people refer to it as a download, which yes. is a term that I'm getting more comfortable with. Um, mm -hmm. And I struggle with that part because I feel like, yes, a download is a word for it, but it sounds so mechanical, right? So technical. And I definitely believe that there's a huge difference between the essence of our humanity and our spirit and that of a computer or a device, no matter how much we're trying to bridge the two together. But yeah. um, I definitely can relate to receiving messages. And I know for me, I can feel when someone who's in this realm is about to cross over, even if I don't wow. know exactly who that person is. And it's a very, um, at first it was a very heavy feeling because I wasn't sure what was happening, even though it had happened throughout my life, I just get this heaviness. So it became scary for me wow. when I started putting the two together. It almost, it, it created some anxiety. Have When you were opening yourself up and when you were realizing that you had this gift, because I definitely believe acknowledging it is a gift. And mm -hmm. then what you receive is a gift as well. Was there anything about it that was scary or disturbing to you? I wouldn't use the word scary or frightening. Okay. I would say I was kind of almost um, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Right. You know, this is really quite amazing. And the more often I 
did it and opened myself up, the stronger it became. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more came through and the more, oh my goodness moments. Like I, I would go, oh my gosh, I just can't even believe what just happened right there. Um, so it didn't, it didn't frighten me. Uh, although I had a lot of moments where I was like, you call it, I love the grave woman tingle. My old pastor used to call it the Holy spirit tingle. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where you just get that rush head to toe. And so, um, before I would start writing, I would come in, I'm in my little studio now, and I'd light my candle and I have all the pictures of the people that I love that have gone before me all up on this ledge up here. They're everywhere. And I open up my arms and I say, you know, I'm ready to receive and, and let's have a great conversation and whatever you need to tell me, I'm open to hearing. And then every single time I would do that, I would get that and then I would know that I was open and ready. And, um, and then I would always say a prayer. I always would pray before I would start to write. That's kind of my thing. It's like, I want to stay steeped in my integrity mm-hmm. and in my truth. And I want to receive with an open heart and an open mind and not judge it, whatever it is, whatever comes through, you know, it's like, you have to just go, okay, all right there's the lesson. So yeah, I, I didn't, it didn't frighten me at all. That's beautiful. And I love what I hear you saying and describing is ritual. Yes. And yes, very much grounding in mm-hmm. light, because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, a lot of times in books and in media, this ability, and I believe it's psychic. I believe it's spiritual. I believe it's otherworldly. I believe it's multidimensional. Um, it's, it's portrayed as something used for manipulation or mm. for ego to get what we want. And so the fact that you're grounding in light and in truth, it says so much about who you are, because I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when I think just from a humanistic standpoint of, oh, I can communicate with the other side is give me the winning lottery numbers right, right. <laughs> or tell me right. which stocks to invest in. And it's really not about that. No, um, no. So you mentioned your former pastor, how have these gifts, and especially I, I, I imagine that you have such a fun and diverse community of people with other gifts, how has that challenged or reaffirmed your spiritual upbringing and religious beliefs, if you have those? Yeah, um, first and foremost, you know, a huge props to my folks, you know, they, they raised us um, we were, you know, very Christian, went to church every Sunday, you know, sat up in the front row, you know, there were all eight of us. And, um, but they also allowed for us to expand and grow at whichever rate with other people and other ideas and thoughts, because as you grow, you know, they raised us under their roof. So for the first 18 years, this is, you know, this is how we roll, you know, uh, we give it up to the Lord, you know, we pray every day, we prayed before every single meal, we prayed before we went to bed, we prayed when we woke up in the morning. But then once I grew beyond living with my mom and dad, they didn't shut me down when I came back from California and said, hey, I met a psychic and they can communicate with the other side or or I met someone of the Baha'i faith or I met a Buddhist or I met, you know, they were really cool about accepting new thought 
And I would push that envelope being this young girl coming back from, from um, California, I would say, you know, let's talk about these things. And they never shut me down. So I think it was really imperative that I, I was very fortunate to have come to them as their daughter. I'm looking at a picture of them um, because they really, they opened me up. They, they allowed my uniqueness. I won't call it my strange side, but they allowed the growth they encouraged the conversation and I never felt like they weren't listening or that they were saying, Oh, here she comes with her crazy California left coast ideas. And so it was good. So my faith actually has gotten stronger. I mean, I, I'm just all about it. Like I, I pray without ceasing and I, and I know that sounds odd, but mm. I pray in my car. I pray the second I get up in the middle of the night, if I get up to go to the bathroom, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, it's like, it's just this constant flow of gratitude. Everything I see, I'm, I smile. If, if there's a bug in the house, I pick it up and put it outside and talk to it. I mean, and it's, it's gotten better and better. And I'm 60 years old. So I'm like, God darn it. When I'm 90, I'm going to be just a this old, cute, wrinkled up praying woman, you know? Yeah. So it's good. It's, I, I feel that we all have an opportunity to continue, you know, continually grow in goodness and grace and gratitude. You know, we just have to keep looking for the beauty because there's, there's a lot of sadness on the planet. And, and uh, it's not that I stick my head in the sand, but um, I just choose to find the good. I'm always going to look for a pony in a room full of, you know, poop. So <laughs> it's just important. I love that. And listening to you speak, especially about the writing part, um, it made me think of two things, Seth Speaks and then oh, yeah. uh, Abraham Hicks. Yes. Love I love watching their videos. Um, I, I, I tried to read the Seth Speaks book a couple of years ago. Yeah. And honestly, it, I don't want to say it freaked me out because that's not the word. I think it was just a little bit too deep for where I was at the time. Oh, but I say that to say, I'm very excited about your book and your contribution to this conversation. Can you share anything about what we can expect to read in the book, where yeah. we can find the book and sure. just anything you want to share about the, the book, the next room? Yeah. Well, first, thank you. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm holding, you know, my promo copy that I got when I first, whoop -doo. Ah, yay, I love the cover. <laughs> thank you. So, um, yeah, it's cool. The, the story sort of changed and, and morphed over time, but it really was inspired by my mom, who I, I always thought when I was a little girl that I was going to write. I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to write a book. And then after she crossed over, I was really down and despondent and, you know, she was my favorite human being. And um, so I started having these connections with her um, that kind of came through my dad, you know, cause he, they were married for 62 years. All of a sudden he loses his best friend. She was only 83 when she passed and, and in relatively good health, she just had a heart condition. And, and so um, he was really down after she died and so he came out to spend a month with us in California because he just didn't have the heart to go down to Florida alone. They used to go there 
get out of Michigan winter. So he came out to visit my family and, and me. And um, he said, Jane, I want to talk to your friend. And I'm like, dad, you're going to have to be more specific. I've got a lot of friends. And he said, you know, you know, the one that does those seances. And I said, you mean my friend, Pam? I said, dad, she's a psychic. I don't know what you think she can do for you. Well, nonetheless, here it is 11 years ago, my 84 year old dad at the time was adamant that my friend had some kind of holy grail message for him. So I said, well, dad, she's expensive. She kind of can tell you about your love life and, and good fortune or a new job, but I don't, you know, I'll see if she'll do me a favor. So I called my friend, she lives in Santa Barbara, her name's Pam Osley, and said, you know, Pam, my dad's grieving. He thinks he needs to have a conversation with you. Flash forward, she said, sure, no problem, Jane, I'll do it for you. So I set my dad up on a call with my friend and I gave them privacy. He was outside, he's sitting outside and in the lounge chair and I went to prep dinner and about, I, he was on the phone for a long time, about an hour into it, I finally peeked around the corner of the house and I could see it hung up the phone. And I went out there and he's got tears like streaming down his face. I'm like, oh no, what did I do? I said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he goes, no, no, it's, it's, it's great, she was here. And I said, who? He said, your mother, your mother was here. And I'm like, what? I had no idea that my friend who's psychic was a psychic medium. There's a difference. Psychics can see the future and tell you all that good stuff. Mediums actually can communicate with the other side, clearly. And um, my mother had, she showed up and my dad was so happy and she sent a recording. So he was like, come on, we got to go listen to it. So we went out into the studio here. He sat down, I pulled up a stool next to him and we listened to this recorded call of my mother coming through my friend, Pam, speaking to my dad, saying things to him that no one else knew on the planet. It was clearly my mother. And it gave my dad so much, here's this very Christian tithe every week, you know, very buttoned down Lutheran guy. And here he is 100% so he was so relieved. It was like he had gone to some kind of grief counseling for 10 years in one phone call. It was extraordinary what it did for him because all he needed to know was that my mother still loved him and that she was just waiting for him just beyond the veil in the next room and would be there waiting. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how the whole book, you know, my dad got the party started because then I was thinking, I wonder if my mom would write this book with me. Mm. And so that's how it progressed. So it's sort of a, it's a story in four parts. It's kind of me growing up, me moving to California and meeting this friend, Pam, and our connection. And then me, Pam, and my mom actually having sessions, which I recorded. So I translated into part three. And then by part four, my mom basically told my friend, you do not need Pam to communicate with me. You and I can do just fine doing it together. And that's what happened with part four. So it ended up just myself and my mother, and I'm sure a heavenly host of others that uh, came through with messages. And it's all, it's all grace, goodness, good people, don't gossip. It's all the, it's all the good stuff that we need to learn um, and I find myself reading it 
because I snap back into being human mm -hmm. and not being a nice person. And then I'm like, go read your book, go, go read what your mother told you. Right. You know, this is where you need to be. No matter what is going on on the planet, don't engage in the nastiness and the divisiveness of what other people want to drag you into the politics, the icky stuff. It's, it's not necessary. So that's kind of a little bit about it. And, and it was, uh, it was a labor of love and, and I, you know, if I sell one copy, I'll be thrilled because it was so cathartic and it was such um, an absolute joy to just be in this moment. And now it's opened me up so that all I want to do is write um, and do my podcast because that's a lot of fun. I love helping people through the podcast. So, so it's just, um, it's been a gift. It's been a complete and utter gift. I've already won even if I don't, I don't want to cry, even if I don't sell any books at all. It's not about that. It was about my journey and about me healing and also knowing that I can talk to every single person in this room and beyond that at any point. Mm. So. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, like, long, long no, way to go. That was so good. And I know um, it was, it's divine that we're talking right now because of three things that you said. Um, you mentioned the Baha'i religion and I recently met someone who practices that religion. And I said that I wanted to research it, research it, not for, you know, to convert or anything, but I just wanted to learn more. Right. Sure. Oh yeah. Secondly, you said, um, all of the good things that your mother taught you because sometimes relationships with moms can be complicated. Right. And I feel you said you were 60 years old, which is the age of my parents as well. And I would have never thought that <laughs> ever. Huh? Um, but it's, it's so interesting that you mentioned healing through talking to your mother through the other realm, because like I said, sometimes relationships with moms can be complex and I'm witnessing my mom go through a transition in her life where she's reaffirming all those things that she set into us, the goodness, the don't gossip, the don't mm. talk about people, everything you right. just said. And like you said, you own being human because sometimes as good of a heart as we can have and as you know, much as we want to help people, we're still human. We fall into the gossip. We fall into the, the politics and the, the being right. kicked off or pissed off or annoyed or hurt. Right. And it can make us, it can callous our hearts. And mm -hmm. you just saying that was just such a reaffirmation of where I am, where I'm learning to tap back into that goodness, because I've had some very human experiences over the past year. So this conversation is just divine. Um, I'm going to ask you again at, towards the end, but where exactly can we find your book and your podcast? Uh, okay. Um, it's called The Next Room with Jane. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you can either go to janeasherrainey.com, which I'll send you the link. That's my full name and that's my website. And it kind of, you can just click and go to my, my podcast through there. You can click and buy a book through there. The book is on Amazon. However, if you don't like Amazon, I know some people are like, ah, they're taking over the world. Um, I also uh, plugged into a different publishing set so that if you did want to go into a Barnes and Noble or a bookstore, you could actually say, they won't have it on the shelf because I'm self-published, but you can order it through a bookstore as well. 
So Amazon's a great spot. Just search for it. It's called The Next Room. The podcast is everywhere. It's on uh, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple. Um, my network is called Empower Radio, and I love this network so much. My friend owns it. It's 12 years going. He started it because he didn't like the negativity on radio. So he just started this network, and it's all empowerment topics. I mean, all different, too. It's not all woo-woo stuff. Right. My, shows, my show, The Next Room's on there. There's, you know, there's the miracle moment. There's health and wellness. There's, you know, being financially fit. There's all different kinds of shows on that net, the network. So Empower Radio is a great place. And you can just, you can click and listen to it um, or you can download them. You know, it's, they're there. All my shows are there. I think I've done over 50, 60 podcasts are there right now. So you're even on there. That was, you were one of my favorite favorite podcast i tell everyone about you by the way i Love just it. i just feel like there is there's something really just deeply beautiful about you and your heart and what you are doing and the second we met i was like oh i i love this woman like i really love this woman and i need to get to know her and so i i I'm telling you, I think that I have turned, I don't know, easily 15 to 20 people onto what you're doing Thank and said, you. oh, you need to check her out. You got to go, you know, get on her podcast, you know, subscribe to her YouTube channel. And you've got a lot of people. I mean, you've got, I don't know, 20,000 people on your YouTube channel. It's very impressive. And I, I love your sincerity. You just, there's, there's no BS with you. Like what you see is what you get and you are pure and you are, you are divine. So thank you for what you're doing. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much, Jane. I, I really don't even know what to say. I just appreciate those words. Um, so before I let you go, I have two sure. uh, questions for you. Um, the first thing is what is your favorite movie that talks about death, dying and connecting with the other side? Wow, I love there's so many great movies, but I'll tell you my ultimate favorite movie that I've been a fan of forever and ever. Um, and it's an old one, but it's called Somewhere in Time. Mm. And it's about time travel. And that's all I'm going to say. It is old, really old movie, but the music, the soundtrack is beautiful. The concept was way ahead of its time. Um, Christopher Reeves was the, the actress, and I think Jane Seymour is the other one, but um, it's just, it's this beautiful old metaphysical movie that came out years and years and years and years ago. So I would say that one is fantastic. Um, and then ju I just got turned on to Dragonfly. That was super cool. We just watched Soul again the other day. I, I will watch anything that has a metaphysical woo-woo connection thing. Like, I love that kind of yeah, stuff. Me too. So, <laughs> I'm so that. into it. So, but I would say somewhere in time, if you have not seen it, um, the music itself, the soundtrack, there's even like a whole somewhere in time club, you know, like really? there's a, oh yeah. It's like, it was a big movement because it was so different and so ahead of its time. So yeah, it's pretty great. And it's a love story. Always got oh. me at the love. Yeah. And it's so weird because I feel like, and you said this earlier about energy, I feel like we say things are ahead of their time, but I think they're actually in time. 
we're right. behind, right. right? Yes, yes. And I tell people all the time, like I have a theory about the Egyptians and the Mayans and the Atlanteans and the Sumerians, right? I think they got to a level of consciousness where they simply, like they all, I don't think they died off. I think they all just simultaneously elevated to the next dimension. Ooh. They started to vibrate so high that they just wow. leveled up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. And then we find these relics and these ancient sites and we're like, they just, it seems like they just disappeared, but I don't think they uh -huh. did. I think that they're still, I don't want to say here, but here just right. energetically on the next level. Yes. And I, yeah. it, that makes me think about the theme, the next room. Mm -hmm. And then what you're saying about these metaphysical movies, because I literally have had experiences. What introduced me to meta metaphysics was I was in the library and I literally, I kid you not, the book um, by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Oh, yeah. Fell off the shelf in front of me. Ooh. Nothing pushed it. There was of no. Course it was like. That's great. Pushed it. And I mean, it fell on my feet, like. Yes. In front of me. And. I was like, this is weird, but I had to, of course, take it home. Of course. And that just opened my world and my mind. Beautiful book. Yes. Beautiful. I actually beautiful still book. have the book from the library. I never took it yeah. back. I ended up paying for the book. Oh, that's like great. Someone, you know, here's immediately what I will tell you is, and you probably know who it is. Someone wanted you to read that. I Someone so. that had gone before you that loves you so much, whether it was a grandmother or a grandfather or an aunt or uncle, somebody pushed that off and just said, pick it up, take it home. You need this. Um, I, I don't think so. there is such a thing as a coincidence. I really don't. We are, we are literally here in a very magical world and it's just filled full of gooey goodness, you know? And once you open up to it, you can't put the lid back on that genie bottle. There's you no cannot. turning back. <laughs> no, there is way no turning back. Like I am fully committed now. And uh, and it's great because I have a very good support system. And I, you know, I have a lot of siblings and some of them, some of them aren't going to get this at all. Um, you know, and I kept pretty quiet about when I, you know, writing it and everything because it's their mom too, but they have a different relationship with her. And, and as she has told me, she said, it's all good. She said, I communicate with every single one of them, but some choose not to think that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a different type of communication. She's still there with them. She's still loving them. She's still with them when they're sad or, or celebrating when they're happy. Um, but maybe they don't choose to be as open about it as I am. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was either my grandfather or my mama, Julie or Nana. Um, I called her, um, she was an aunt, but I called her Nana. So I really think it had to be one of those two people. Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful. I don't care who it was. I'm just grateful yeah. that they put me on this path. Yeah. My second question is how do you envision your death and how do you desire for your body to be treated after your death? Ooh, good questions. Boy, I hope I'm looking forward to staying super healthy mm -hmm. and um, 
and I would really appreciate a nice, long, healthy life uh, where I feel great, like every single day, you know, happy, healthy, happy, healthy, happy, healthy, dead, right? All the way up to somewhere in my 90s. Okay. That, that feels good. Um, how I want my body to be treated, I really want to do green burial. And I'm already starting to do the research about aquamation and I, I don't know all the terms and everything, but I want to be as gentle to the environment as possible. Okay. And, and then whatever is left, if there is a little bit of ash or whatever, um, I'm a big fan of water. I love, I'm a water baby. So the Pacific ocean would be great. Or if they want to scatter a few with some flowers in Lake Huron by Michigan, that would be great. Um, but honestly, once, once they do what they do, hopefully very environmentally sound, um, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm not that I'm not that anymore, you know? So I was, I did read up on a thing where they actually turn your body into some kind of juice, you know? And so it was, I was, and you can, they can use you as fertilizer, right? So I was telling my kid, my son, I was like, yeah, you know, I can be turned into Jane juice and then we can just, you can fertilize the tangerine tree. And he got really upset. He goes, stop calling it Jane juice. That's just gross. Uh <laughs> And I was like, I like it. I think it, I, I love the thought of fertilizing my tangerine tree. Right. But so, but I, I'm not sure yet. I, I mean, I've got to read up more on it. I don't know. You know all about the burial situation. So, yeah, you know, I'm actually still learning a lot about green burial. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like you guys are in California and on the West Coast and things yeah. are a lot more progressive there. Yes. We are now just legalizing aquamation, like a lot of oh, states okay. are, but um, particularly in the African-American community, the green and alternative burials and disposition mm -hmm. methods are still, I don't want to say resisted, but there's not, um, there's not a lot of information in our community about it. So I'm reading up on things and learning things so that I can share it with mine and other communities. So, well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, my mom and dad were you know, buried old school, you know, in a casket and they have a plot. Um, and I think there's something beautiful about, like, I love cemeteries. I love, love, love them. I just, I, and I do like to honor the body too, because it is your vessel, you know, you've, right. it's carried you through everything, but um, I don't know, I guess it'll be really up to my kids. I, I've got everything, all my paperwork down, but who knows, you know, 30 years from now, things may change, you know, so I'm not sure. Wow. Great question, though. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I absolutely love talking to you. I have to have you back again um, to talk about whatever you want to talk about. But again, your website is janeasherrainy.com. Yep. Um, the book is The Next Room. Yep. What are your social media handles? Oh, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jane Asher. Very simple. Uh, Instagram, I'm at Jane Asher Rainey. Um, let's see here. Facebook, it's the next room. So you just like put it the next room and it'll come up. I've got a nice little Facebook page there. Um, let me see. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's all I do. Oh, and I'm on LinkedIn too. But yeah, LinkedIn's, I don't know. It's, I don't get it. I mean, it's business and I'm not a business person, per right. you know, per se. So I don't know. 
it kind of bores me, but I like Facebook. I like, you know, it's good to have social media and I don't do YouTube because I don't do this very often, but I love that you're doing it. Awesome. I will make sure that all of those links are in the description for this oh, podcast, as awesome. well as the link for the Amazon way to go about purchasing the book, The Next Room, as well as your independent link for those who would prefer to go to a bookstore. I love bookstores. So I think yeah, that may be the route that I go, but yeah. I also love Amazon because it's so convenient, but thank you so much for chatting with me and spending this Thursday morning with me. You could have been doing anything, but you're here and I love you right back. Oh, <laughs> and so um, I look forward to having you back again. Awesome. Thank you live life, love hard, and we will talk to you guys next time.